Today is Thursday, the 26th of January, 2017. Today, Sayadaw will give a Dhamma talk to the meditators who are here at the Chamyamyain Meditation Center practicing metta meditation. And today he will talk about the big task of metta. You have all understood that metta is the wish for the welfare and happiness of all living beings. Um, people who are endowed with metta, who have a heart and mind full of metta, they are always engaged in helping others, always engaged in uh, doing things for the welfare and happiness of others. A metta person is a person whose heart and mind is full of metta. Likewise, a person who is rich has many uh, material things we call person who has lots of material things, or a person who is endowed with sila, virtue, such a person we call a virtuous person. And a person who is endowed with metta, whose heart and mind is full of metta, we call such a person a metta person. And you as meditators here, you are now engaged in the practice of metta meditation, developing loving kindness, and so that's why all of you here can be called metta. So Sayato will explain now in what kind of activities such a metta person engages. (laughs) 
in the heart and mind of a meta person, there are always the thoughts of how can I or what can I do for others to be healthy and well? <clears throat> what kind of activity can I engage in so that others uh, can be healthy and well? well. What uh, is best for me um, to help others to feel well and happy in both body and mind? Or in the mind of a meta person, there are always the thoughts like, what can I do that others have enough to eat? Or what can I do that others have appropriate clothing? Or meta persons always think about how they can help others um, so that they have a place to live. Or they think, what can I do to prevent dangers and harm for others? How can I prevent them? to experience difficulties, danger, or harm. Or thinking, what can I do that others uh, also have good education? Or they think, how can I help that others, that in other, other people's life, other beings' life, all us aspects are covered? So a person, a meta person is always thinking and reflecting on how she or he can help other living beings. So in the mind, in the heart of a meta person, there is always this um, question of what can I do to help others? What can I do to support others? And so having these kinds of thoughts, then this meta person engages in physical actions, kayakama, and engages in verbal actions, speech, wachikama, uh, in order 
to help and support others. So then, <clears throat> the speech of a meta person is used to um, to make sure or to organize that other beings have enough to eat and to drink. Or the person then uses her or his speech to make sure or to help others to have appropriate clothing. Or using her or his speech to help others to ha- that help others that they can live happily and peacefully. Using his or her speech to help others prevent from uh, getting into dangers or harm, difficulties. Using his or her speech to help others so that they can live uh, happily, peacefully. So such a person always uses his or her speech and physical actions to help others that they can stay and live happily, peacefully. This means that such a person always works for the benefit of others and working for the benefits of others uh, is also called parahita work. So a metta person engages in this kind of parahita work. A meta person never does something in order to create difficulty or problems or suffering to others. So this person's um, speech does not create uh, suffering or difficulties for others. This person's physical actions does not create suffering, difficulties or injury uh, for others. (laughs) 
So speaking about the person who, whose metta is the strongest or most powerful means that we have to speak about the Gotama Buddha. The Buddha Gotama was always, all the time basically, um, working for the welfare and benefit of others, working for the happiness and peace of others. And for how long did the Buddha work for the benefit of others? In regard to how many years? It was for 45 years. And in regard to how many hours, like there are 24 hours to a day, and the Buddha uh, worked for the benefit of others, for others' happiness and peace, for more than 22 hours every day. The Buddha Gautama was always thinking and reflecting on how he could benefit other living beings. The Buddha never thought about any kind of activities or work that uh, were useless or that would not be beneficial. So this is the mental, mental metta of the Buddha. So this is mano kama, like mental activity. And then the Buddha also used his speech to benefit other living beings, to um, create conditions for them to happy and peaceful. The Buddha spoke only words which benefited other living beings. He spoke only words that made other beings happy and peaceful. The Buddha never said something that would have no benefits. The Buddha would never say something that was useless. And this is called the Buddha Gotamas Vajikama Metta, the Metta of Verbal Action.
And the Buddha was not only using his speech to benefit others, uh, to cause for them happiness and peace, but he also carried out actions, physical actions, to benefit living beings, to make them happy and peaceful. The Buddha always benefited others, living beings, um, for this present life. He benefited them for their existences in samsara. The Buddha always benefited um, uh, the Buddha always benefited people um, in their lives. He benefited the devas, celestial beings, and he also um, worked for the benefit that living beings uh, became fully liberated, reaching Nibbana. The Buddha always works in a way to benefit them to, so that living beings become free from aging, that they become free from the danger of aging, that they become free from the danger of sickness, and that they become free from the danger of death. The Buddha never did something that would cause suffering or problems to other beings. He never would do anything that would cause dukkha to other beings. And this is called the Buddha Gotama's Kaya Kama Metta, Metta manifested in physical actions. In the scriptures, it is the, the Buddha's a day of the Buddha is described, and um, they divided his day into five parts. So these five parts are, the first one is called in Pali, Pure Bhatta Kicha. This means the tasks before the meal. Then the second part is called Pachapata Kicha, and this means the tasks or the activities after the meal. Uh, 
And then a third part is called Purima Yama Kicha, and this means the tasks or activities that the Buddha carried out during the first watch of the night, which is from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So Purimayama, uh, this refers, as said, to the first watch of the night, and it starts at 6 p.m. and goes until 10 p.m. And then the fourth part is called Machima Yama Kicha, and this is the tasks, the activities that the Buddha carried out in the second watch of the night. So this second watch of the night, which is called the Machimayama Kicha, this goes from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So this is called in Burmese like the midnight period. So in the scriptures, the activities that the Buddha engaged in, in this middle watch of the night, this is called the Machimayama. And then the fifth part is called Pachimayama Kicha, and this refers to the third watch of the night, the activities that the Buddha carried out in the third watch of the night. And this third watch of the night goes from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Now Sayadaw will explain what kind of activities the Buddha carried out in the morning before the meal meaning the first of these five parts, the Purebhata Kicha. So this was the time um, when the Buddha uh, washed his face when he cleaned his body and um, where he also talked to 
uh, helpers or attendants, his attendants. And then when it was time to go on arms round, he would wear the full robe, take his arms bowl, and then go into the villages or into town for arms round. And even going on arms round, he would uh, give Dhamma talks to people on the way, or he would give them uh, encouraging words. So while going on arms round, the Buddha would engage in activities to benefit people, devas, so to benefit that for the benefit of people in their lives, for the benefit of the devas in their lives, and also for the benefit of attaining nibbana. <coughs> So he engaged in activities like um, that people, men and women, could um, uh, perform dana, generosity, or that they could take the precepts, so uh, the virtue part of their life, or he would um, deliver them uh, a Dhamma talk that was beneficial for their lives. Sometimes he would um, encourage people, men and women alike, in a way that they could uh, get inside knowledge uh, or that they could get path and fruition knowledge through the practice of Vipassana meditation. And when it was time to eat the meal, lunch, then uh, the Buddha would take his meal. And then after the meal, before delivering uh, talk to the monks, he would clean his feet, clean his hands. And so then the Buddha would wait, like on the veranda of his 
dwelling until all the monks had finished their meal. And when all the monks had finished their meal, then um, the Buddha would give an admonition to the monks. So, for example, he would say, My dear monks, life is short. Do not live unmindfully, but always be mindful. Do not be heedless. Um, you meditators, you may think that life lasts long. <coughs> the Buddha, however, said that life is very short. <laughs> To give an example, at night it is dark and when there is a lightning in the darkness of light, of night, then this lightning is like the span of life. So, the night lasts 12 hours here. So, during the night, which lasts for 12 hours, so when there is a storm and then when there is lightning, so one lightning is very fast, lasts only for few moments. And likewise, when we uh, consider the whole of samsara, in the course of samsara, now having this life is just very short, a short span of time. So the Buddha would then say, this life, which is so short, please be, do not be heedless. Please do not be neg negligent. But, and please do not uh, only enjoy sense pleasures. That means 
Buddha was encouraging people to engage in the practice of generosity, dana, to live a virtuous life, sila, or to practice metta meditation, or to practice vipassana meditation. Buddha, Buddha It is very rare to encounter a Buddha. And likewise, it is also very difficult to get a human life. And it is also quite difficult to be endowed with sada with faith, faith or confidence. <coughs> it's also uh, very difficult to hear the words of virtuous or wise people. <coughs> It's difficult to get, to get that kind of life in which it is possible to listen to the wise words of the virtuous and wise people and where one can actually engage in these virtuous activities. So these are called the five things which are difficult to get. So it is difficult to encounter a Buddha, it's difficult to get a human life, it is difficult to listen to the words of virtuous and wise people, it's difficult to implement this advice, it's difficult to practice meditation. Difficult to practice meditation. So then the Buddha said, monks, now you are endowed with these five things which are difficult to get. And also, you meditators here, you are also endowed with these five things difficult to get. So, under these circumstances, do not be heedless and negligent, but uh, engage in the practice of metta meditation. The Buddha gave such kinds of admonitions every day. And 
and after talking uh, to the monks, giving them admonitions, advice, then he would go inside his kanta, kuti, dwelling, and uh, take rest for a short while. Now Sayada will talk about the second part, which is called Pacha, Pata, Kicha, the activities carried out in this part. So during this period of time, the Buddha then would give Dhamma talks or advice to uh, people coming to see him from their villages or coming from the town. He would answer the people's questions. Or he would give them advice in regard to their work or their, yeah, their work. Or else, when he was invited uh, somewhere, then the Buddha would go to a village, to, the, to a town, or to a forest, to a mountain, and then deliver a Dhamma talk at that place. So he would perform these kinds of activities until about 6 p.m. So this is called Pachapata Kicha, the tasks, activities carried out after the meal. Now Sayadaw will talk about the third part, which is called Purimayama Kicha. So this part called Purimayama Kicha, that refers to the first watch of the night, which goes from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So during this time, the lay people, they had gone back to their homes. So during this period of time, the Buddha would give talks to the monks and the nuns. Or the Buddha would also um, help to solve problems that uh, monks or nuns because Pikunis uh, had, maybe they came from a different place, 
to ask the Buddha uh, how they could solve a problem. The Buddha answered all their questions. So this was the time when the Buddha carried out activities for the benefit of bhikkhunis and bhikkhus, nuns and monks. And then the next part is called Machimayama Kicha. So this is the second watch of the night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And during this time, it was the devas or the brahmas who came to see the Buddha and sometimes ask him questions. The Buddha would then give talks to these nuts, to these devas and brahmas, or would give them advice. Or the Buddha would answer the questions of these devas and brahmas. Or when these devas and brahmas uh, came with some problems they had, uh, then the Buddha would help them solve the problems. So during this period called Machimayama, uh, the second watch of the night, the Buddha would work for the benefit of devas and brahmas. And now Sayadaw will talk about the fifth part, which is called Pachimayama Kicha. So this part called the Pachimayama is the third watch of the night and it goes from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. And here, this period of four hours is further divided into three parts. So the first part is from 2 to 3.20 a.m. During this time, from 2 to 3.20 a.m., the Buddha would uh, practice walking meditation for his health and for uh, relaxing his body. Uh, 
And then the second part of this period is from 3.20 to 4.40 a.m. And it was during this time that the Buddha would rest, that he would sleep. So this is one hour and twenty minutes. So this means this one hour twenty minutes was the time that the Buddha used for sleeping. So, how amazing, out of 24 hours, the Buddha only slept during one hour and 20 minutes. Um, it's something to emulate, taking as an example. So this means that during this remaining time of the day, um, the Buddha used these 22 hours, 40 minutes to work tirelessly for the welfare and benefit of living beings. And then the third part in this period is from 4.40 to 6 a.m. And during this time, the Buddha would use this time to look over the whole world. So then, how would the Buddha look over the world? So he would look over the world with all its living beings to see, to come to know which of these beings had practiced meritorious deeds in their previous lives, which had perfected the paramis, like the paramis of dana, generosity, or the parami of sila, virtue, or the parami of uh, practicing metta meditation, or practicing vipassana meditation. So then the Buddha would look over the world with all its living beings and see which persons or which living beings who had perfected the paramis in previous lives would be ready 
uh, to attain either the first stage of enlightenment or the second stage of enlightenment or the third stage of enlightenment or the fourth stage of enlightenment, meaning becoming a sotapanna and Sakadagami, an Anagami, or an uh, Arahant. And so, uh, realizing that there would be such a person, a man or a woman, who had the potential to attain any of the stages of liberation, then the Buddha would go to that place, to that village, or to that town, to that woman or man, to uh, teach the Dhamma. So, this, this ability to uh, see that all is called the Buddha's uh, Chaku eye, like the Buddha's uh, wisdom eye. So in this special ability called the Buddha's eye, with that the Buddha was able to see, to know which living being, which person among the uncountable beings was ready to realize and understand the Dhamma. So, the living beings that would not have uh, the ability to become fully liberated on this day, they would not appear in the Buddha's mind. Uh, uh, so there is no need for a satellite to see all living beings. So with the mind, um, the Buddha can know everything in this world. So, the Buddha's metta was really the most powerful and the strongest metta, or being endowed with a very strong and powerful metta. So, based on this metta, the Buddha used all his time, almost 24 hours a day, to work for the benefit of living beings, to work for their happiness and peace. So, when we look out in this world, we see uh, the bigger a person's metta, or the stronger a person's metta is, the more such a person 
will help other living beings. Now Saito wants to say a, f- a few words on a group called Meta in Action. So this group with, uh, that call, is called Meta in Action consists of six people. Greg. So who are these six people? They are Aria Nyani, Venable Vera Nyani, Carol, Mario, Narayan, and Greg. So they are, um, they have all strong meta. <coughs> so every year they um, carry out this work called Parahita work, working for the benefit, for the welfare of others. So they are all meditation teachers and so they conduct meditation retreats in many countries. So in this way they carry out Parahita work. And they also carry out this kind of Parahita work here in Myanmar, in Upper Myanmar, in Lower Myanmar, and they offer uh, food, clothes, and other things uh, to needy people. And also, they have been offering many things in Saido's village where he was born. It's a village called Taleba. They have been offering many different things in this village. So, Taleba, this village, uh, actually, to what is called Taleba, eight small villages uh, belong to Taleba. And in these eight villages, there live about three to four thousand people. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. 30 to 40,000 people. (laughs) So they offered things to improve the situation with water or uh, electricity, offering solar panels. or 
uh, offering medical care for elderly people. So the clinic is open every Sunday, and every Sunday between two and three hundred people come to this clinic to get treatment. Um, for poor people uh, who do not have enough food, uh, they make sure that these uh, persons have enough food. <coughs> or helping kids that they can go to school if the parents uh, have no means to send them to school. So this is um, what Sayado knows in regard to the Parahita work they do, but apart from that, there are many more things that this group uh, does. So this group called Meta in Action uh, consists of persons who have strong Meta. So it's a group uh, that contains these six people and they would not even uh, include Sayado in this group. Why? Because Sayado's metta is not strong, Sayado's metta is not powerful. So in this way, um, metta persons always engage in activities to benefit other living beings, to help other living beings. And the stronger a metta person's metta is, the more this person will engage in such beneficial work. And there are many more people with such strong metta. So you as metta meditators here, please understand that this is the nature of metta, that this is a characteristic of metta. So please try through the cultivation of metta um, that you are able to benefit yourself and that you are able to benefit other living beings. So, metta uh, is something very good. Metta is something um, that we should like. So, 
Because metta is something that only has, that only works for the benefit and welfare of others and oneself, of others, sorry. And it is something, or based on metta, one never engages in actions or activities that uh, cause suffering to others, that cause injuries or problems to others. So if there were metta in the heart and mind of every living being, then there would be no more cause in this world for uh, much suffering, dukkha. So if everybody, every living being were endowed with metta, then this place or this world would be a very peaceful place. May all of you become virtuous people by engaging in the practice of metta meditation and may you experience the benefit of this practice for yourself and may other living beings benefit from this practice and live happily and peacefully. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.